Welcome to Exaltation. This is Father David Masterson bringing you the beautiful, the good, and the true. Our scripture today is Luke chapter 8, verses 4 through 15. And when a great multitude were coming together, and those from the various cities were journeying to Jesus, he spoke by way of a parable. The sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell beside the road, and it was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air ate it up. Other seed fell by rocky soil, and as soon as it grew, it withered away because it had no moisture. Other seed fell beside the thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it out. And other seed fell into the good soil and grew up and produced a crop a hundred times as great. And Jesus said to the crowds, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And his disciples began questioning him as to what this parable might mean. And he said, To you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to the rest it is spoken in parables, in order that seeing they may not see, and in hearing they may not understand. Now the parable is this, The seed is the word of God. And those beside the road are those who have heard, then the devil comes and takes away the word from their heart, so that they may not believe and be saved. And those on the rocky soil are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy, and these have no firm root. Then they believe for a while, and in time of temptation fall away. And the seed which fell among the thorns are the ones who have heard, and as they go on their way, they are choked with worries and riches and pleasures of this world, and bring no fruit to maturity. But the seed in the good soil, these are the ones who have heard the word in an honest and good heart, and hold it fast and bear fruit with perseverance. When it comes to Jesus and his message of the kingdom, everything depends on hearing and responding. Jesus says in verse 8, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And in verse 10, So that by hearing they may hear and not understand. And in verse 12, Those beside the road are those who have heard. And in verse 13, those on rocky soil are those who, when they hear, believe for a while and then fall away. There are many different levels of hearing and responding, aren't there? There is the hearing when a wife calls from another room and the husband pretends not to hear. He is actually entirely preoccupied with himself. But there is quite a different kind of hearing and responding between two young lovers when they have been separated and are finally able to be together again. They are eager to talk tenderly to one another and listen with joyful attention. Hearing and responding. Sometimes it's in one ear and out the other. At other times there is rapt attention and great responsiveness. 
The parable of the sower and the seed comes at the very height of Jesus' popularity as a traveling preacher. The crowds were flocking to see and hear the mighty miracle worker from Nazareth. But Jesus was not swayed by the excitement of the crowds because he knew their hearts. He saw the shallowness of their momentary enthusiasm and used the parable to hide the truth from superficial hearers and reveal it to those who were prepared to receive it. While genuine followers of the Lord Jesus Christ seek him with an open mind and a yearning heart to understand the deeper truths of his kingdom, Jesus is now addressing the large crowds who are worldly-minded and looking mainly for miraculous signs. The crowds seek entertainment. They are unwilling to learn from Jesus the true significance of his teaching. This is a truth we must always remember. Only those who seek with all their hearts are given to know the truth and to understand the mystery of Jesus and his kingdom. The outstanding fact of this parable is that it is tragic. Three failures and only one success. Lots of sowing of the seed and only a little response. This is a warning to preachers who get carried away by their own popularity with people. Not all who hear the message are prepared to receive it with a good and honest heart and walk in the path of eternal life. What is the seed? Jesus tells us in verse 11 that it is the Word of God. The Word of God is the Word of instruction, of eternal life, the commandments of immortality, and the gospel of the kingdom of heaven. These all belong to the Lord Jesus Christ, for he said in John 6, 63, The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. The Lord Jesus, through his Holy Spirit, is constantly sowing the seed of his word into the hearts of men and women. He does this first through the created order. Romans 1.19 says, Because that which is known about God is evident within them. For God made it evident to them, for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made, so that they are without excuse. The Lord Jesus also sows his word through the teaching and preaching of pastors, teachers, and evangelists as they proclaim the glory of the gospel to people around the world. Now, as the Lord Jesus sows the seed of his word, there are four types of hearers. The first type of hearer is what we call the wayside hearer. In Palestine, farmland was divided up into long strips of land with a footpath running alongside the crops. In this first instance, the seed falls on hard ground of the footpath and therefore has no chance to germinate before the flocks of birds swoop down and steal the seed. This kind of hearer only hears with the outward ear, without coming under the conviction that true preaching produces. 
before a real change of heart and life occurs, the person is drawn away into unbelief and darkness. What hinders us from hearing and receiving the word is our own indifference and the fact that we pay attention to the fleeting concerns of this life more than we do to the living truth of God's word. How many have heard the precious truths of the gospel all their lives, year after year, and have yet never been in contact with it? They have never received it into their hearts and let it bear fruit. A heart and mind filled with many thoughts of this world will have no room to hear the voice of the Lord Jesus. The listener hears the words of the gospel proclaimed, but the words do not penetrate because his heart is not open and receptive. Thoughts of pleasure, power, wealth, and fame fill his mind and heart, and he remains insensible to the voice of Jesus. How many people sit in churches to hear the preaching of the Word of God and yet are preoccupied with business or pleasures or planning their next entertainment or their next meal? How quickly following worship are the words of preaching driven out of our heads by inane conversations on purely secular matters? Jesus is telling us, Be careful how you hear. Do not be superficial or merely nominal followers of me. Don't be like the crowds who hear the words but do not understand the meaning. The second group of hearers are the stony ground hearers. This is represented by the seed which has sunk into the soil and begins to sprout. But in Palestine, There is much underlying rock that has only a thin layer of ground over it. In such shallow soil, the seed germinates quickly and sprouts up. But there was only one possible outcome for such premature growth, a withering in the heat of the sun. There was no moisture to be drawn from the underlying rock. The roots could not go down deeply and the young green plants quickly withered. This is a picture of the superficial hearer who is emotionally touched by the gospel and quickly responds to the message without understanding what is involved. There is a high cost to following the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said in Luke 14, 26, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which one of you, when he wants to build a tower, does not first sit down and calculate the cost to see if he has enough to complete it? Superficial hearers receive the good news with joy of forgiveness and of eternal life with God, but without counting the cost of discipleship. They are excited about the Christian faith, but without penitence and sorrow over their sins that should precede their joy. Converts quickly made are quickly lost. 
Emotions are good if they have roots in the joy and strength of Christ himself. But superficial hearers have no commitment and no roots. The gospel has not really touched the depth of their nature and transformed them by the power of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, they shrivel up when faced with the demands of self-sacrifice, repentance, or carrying one's cross. listening to Exaltation. I'm Father David Masterson bringing you the beautiful, the good, and the true, heralding the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ so that we may experience life in Him. Let's continue our lesson. The third type of hearer is the thorny ground hearer. This seed fell into the soil and grew, but was surrounded by thorns, weeds, and thistles. So the crops grew up together alongside the weeds, thorns, and thistles, and these choked out the good seed and it failed. This is a picture of a person who is trying to please the world and please the Lord Jesus at the same time. It cannot be done. The thorns Jesus describes are cares, riches, and pleasures of this life. These are three classes of the same thing. Distractions away from trust and faith in God himself. People who are struggling are usually tempted by the cares and anxieties of this world. Wealthy people are overcome by the pursuit of even more wealth as they seek to broaden their portfolio. Pleasures are a distraction to those who are undisciplined and idle. But all three of these things are constant temptations to each of us since they are a common part of everyday life. What we have here is a picture of a man who receives the seed of the Word of God into his life, but who has accepted the truth of the gospel so superficially that it has not defeated the sinful roots of his behavior. Jesus said in Luke 16, 13, You cannot serve both God and riches. Life is full of appeals to desire after material possessions, pleasures, and money. Therefore, we must allow the Holy Spirit of God to work so deeply within our hearts that he pulls out every care and anxiety and every desire for riches and pleasures. Thorns, thistles, and weeds must all be pulled up by the roots and destroyed. God never intended the rich life he has provided to be reduced to money-making, acquiring possessions, and enjoyment of pleasures. Cares and anxieties create doubt and mistrust. They sever our relationship with the Lord. Accumulating wealth distracts us from the kingdom of God and his righteousness. 
Indulging in pleasures deadens our souls to the higher things of God and the exhilarating joy of communion with Him. Our lives fail to bear spiritual fruit for eternity. Then notice the choking power of thorns and weeds. It is said that possession is nine-tenths of the law, and it is the thorns and weeds that quickly take possession of the soil. Thorns and weeds push their roots down deep and so come up with strong, quick-growing stems and leaves that surround the tender green shoots and choke them out. A farmer cannot grow two crops simultaneously in the same field. Some farmers try, but it doesn't work. We must make up our minds whether our hearts are going to produce thorns and weeds or a good, honest harvest for the Lord. These hearers need the blessing of repentance. True repentance is to turn away not only from the fruits of sin, but from the roots that produce that fruit. If one repents merely from the outward fruits of sin, the roots will continue to produce more bad fruits. Let's take, for example, the sexual sins of fornication, adultery, and homosexuality. God designed sexual union to be fulfilling and beautiful, but only within the confines of one man and one woman in the permanent bond of marriage. God has made his commandments clear, no sex whatsoever outside of marriage, and no sex between men and men, or women and women. Yet countless people who profess with their lips to love God violate his commands. Why? Because of the root sin of pride. A married woman commits adultery and justifies herself by saying, Not even God himself would expect me to be faithful to that dumb brute I married. I deserve better than him. A high school student fornicates with a casual friend and justifies himself by saying, well, everybody else in the youth group is doing it. Men commit homosexual acts and justify themselves by saying that they were just born that way. It is readily apparent that sexual impurity is the fruit of the ugly root of pride. The sin of pride must be confessed and forsaken before one can be delivered from the bondage of sexual sin. It is through repentance that we are able to pull up by the roots the thorns and thistles of sin that have grown in our hearts by indulging in selfish pleasures. Many people have repented of the obvious sins in their lives, but still need to repent of the inner sins of the heart, sins which are the roots of the outward sins they commit. Three main root sins are pride, unbelief, and rebellion. Pride is the father of many sins such as lying, envy, division, and strife. Unbelief is behind the sins of murmuring and complaining that so often mar the lives of followers of the Lord Jesus. Rebellion is often manifested in the abuse of alcohol and drugs. 
we must repent of the roots in order to abolish the fruits. Dear friend, have you ever really repented of the roots of sin in your life? Have you ever prostrated yourself before God and pleaded with Him to give you such grace that all the roots of sin in your life will be destroyed? The first word of the glorious gospel of Christ is not love. It is not even grace. The first word of the gospel is repent. The fourth kind of hearer is the good ground hearer. Although much seed falls on ground that is not receptive to it, some falls on good soil and bears much fruit. The defects of the three preceding hearers are avoided. The good soil is soft, deep, and clean. The seed sinks into the soil, puts down roots, germinates, receives light and air, and brings forth an abundant harvest. This hearer, Jesus says in verse 15, has an honest and good heart. He is someone who has prepared his heart to receive the seed given to it. A.W. Tozier lived 1897 to 1963. He was a wonderful pastor and spiritual mentor. In his book, The Root of the Righteous, he says, If we would be truly instructed, we must be worthy hearers. Or more accurately, we must hear in a worthy manner. In listening to a sermon, reading a book, or even reading the Bible itself, much may be lost to us because we are not worthy to hear the truth. That is, we have not met the moral terms required to hear the truth rightly. Before there can be true inward understanding of divine truth, there must be moral preparation. God will speak to the hearts of those who prepare themselves to hear. And conversely, those who do not so prepare themselves will hear nothing, even though the word of God is falling upon their outer ears every Sunday. People who prepare their hearts to hear the word of God do three things. First, they listen attentively with a good and honest disposition. They are teachable. They are open to learn because they want to receive from God everything they can learn from Him. Second, they keep what is heard in their hearts and meditate upon it. To meditate means to reflect on what is heard and try to discover the meaning of it. It means to hold fast to the truth and let it change us from within. How beneficial it would be for families to talk about the sermon they heard in church and seek to apply it to their lives rather than immediately forgetting the message and thinking of other things. Third, the good heart hearer does what is taught to him. He obediently tries to put into practice what he has heard. Only patient, persevering effort results in the fruit of Christian character. There are many obstacles from without and from within to cause the seed not to germinate. 
But the follower of the Lord Jesus fights and resists and keeps on the path when many others fall away. It is the cares and possessions and riches of the world that cause a hardened heart. Beloved, let us yield ourselves to the influence of the Holy Spirit in our lives and ask Him to give us soft, tender, open hearts that are eager to receive His truth. Let us claim the promise of Ezekiel 36, 25-27. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you will keep my judgments and do them. Oh, that God would give to each of us a heart of flesh, an open, receptive heart that is prepared to receive his word. The seed is the word of God, the truth, beauty, and goodness of Jesus Christ. It is not the message of men. In order to hear the seed of God's word, we must have our hearts prepared to receive that word. Only those who eagerly seek God in sincerity will understand the real meaning of his truth. Those who hear the word are required to believe it and act upon it, or they will be lost. Dear friends, let's pray together. Gracious Father in heaven, we pray that you will give us open and tender and receptive hearts to hear the seed of your living word, to receive it with gladness and to obey it with eagerness. Bless all those who hear this message with the gift of the Holy Spirit within them to respond to your living word. We ask in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For of him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory, both now and forevermore. Amen. been listening to the program Exaltation. I'm Father David Masterson with Godet Ministries. You may reach us on the web at godetministries.org. That's G-A-U-D-E-T-E ministries.org. This gospel outreach is entirely listener supported. Please help us proclaim the gospel on the radio to a needy world. You may donate online at our website. Your gift, large or small, is gratefully appreciated. Until next time, may God richly bless you with this word of encouragement from the prophet Isaiah. Do you not know? Have you not heard? 
The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not become weary or tired. His understanding is inscrutable. He gives strength to the weary, and to him who lacks might he increases power. Though youths grow weary and tired, and vigorous young men stumble badly, yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not faint.